Welcome to the Contact Podcast. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Contact Podcast. I'm your host, Donovan Jones. Thank you so very much for coming and spending some time with me today. This topic today, I'm very, very passionate about. I'm very excited about, and I'm thrilled to just jump into it a little bit with you guys. This is one that I've been wanting to get into for a while, but I really try to come at this this podcast from a place of spirit led. Like I don't want anything to be said outside of what the Lord would have me to say. Like I'm truly doing this from a heart of, Lord, I just want to please you. I just want to be a mouthpiece for you. And so I feel like each topic, each guest, everything that's happened has been almost organized by like, I don't, I don't know really any other way to explain it, but I just feel like the schedule has been laid out for me, like through seeking the Holy Spirit, if that makes sense. And as I record this, this is July 12th. This will come out July 17th. And if you're listening to this July 17th or the 18th or the 19th or the 20th, July 21st, which is a Friday, I'm going to start something new on my Instagram. It's going to be an Instagram live. If you follow me on Instagram, you've probably seen me posting about it, but I'm going to do basically uh, music reactions and it's, it's going to be completely submitted by you who, you know, whoever listens to this, whoever makes music, because one thing, and if you've been listening to this show for any extended period of time now, you kind of notice a theme, you kind of, especially in the guest, right? And the theme is what the topic is going to be today, music. Um, and I don't think that's an accident. Like I, th I know God orchestrates everything that's happening in our lives. So I don't see any of those things as an accident. But one thing that I'm trying to do is look at every single thing that God is doing in my life and say, okay, wh what was this for? How can we capitalize on this? What's God doing here? What do I need to do to keep pushing the kingdom, to keep pushing further in my faith, to keep pushing forward in the calling that he's placed on my life. And so I think the thing about having all these different rappers on here and stuff is crazy because I, <laughs> I don't want to put anything past God ever in this life. That's one thing that I've learned over this last year and a half doing the podcast. Whenever I started it and I was talking to my boy Nehemiah the other day, if you have not checked out his podcast, Creative Culture Podcast, he does it with his wife. You'll need to go check it out. But we we just hopped on a live together the other day and it wasn't planned. I I was trying to do more things on Instagram Live, just trying to encourage people where I can. And he happened to get on and I said, hey, man, you want to hop on with me? He's like, yeah, yeah, let's do it. So he hops on. We just kind of start talking and kind of vibing. And we met through podcasting. And while we were talking, he was like, what, um, how many rappers have you had on your, your platform? And I was like, yeah, you know, I had like seven or eight, something like that. And it's just crazy to me that the, the guests that I've been able to have on, I'm like, there's no reason for them to have come on other than God opening that door. You know, I was talking to my buddy, Cody Truitt about that just yesterday that it's like, dude, I'm a truck driver. There's no reason. I'm not giving any of these guys a reason to come on my platform other than God just saying, this is what's going to happen. And I've reached out to different pastors and different teachers and different athletes and things like that. And they either tell me they're too busy or don't even get back to me at all. For some, pa I know a lot of pastors are busy, but I'm like, you're too busy. But this rapper who's touring around the world, you know what I'm saying? He, he's got time to, to carve out to come on for 30 or 45 minutes. So I just look at those moments and I'm like, God is doing something here with music. And I think that's, it's so, um, Wow. Even while I'm saying that things are being 
revealed to me in my mind. Cause I, I'm just, okay. I had some stuff written down of the order of what I wanted to do, lay out this episode, because this is an episode, like I said, that I am excited about and I'm fired up about because I love music. But even as I say that, I, I feel like God is leading me to do something in the music space. And I told my wife this the other day and she was like, you're going to be a rapper now or something. I was like, no, not at all. I don't think I could ever, I don't think I could ever do that. But I just think there's something going on with the guests that I have on, you know what I'm saying? And I think back to my childhood, right? Wow. I, I just, <laughs> so I grew up in a very, very strict Christian home. And I'm very thankful for the way I grew up because my parents did everything that they could um, to teach us about the things of God. But the church that we went to was very, very strict to the point where you couldn't listen to any music that had drums in there or guitars or anything like that. So even like for us, we used to grow up watching the show Bible Man. And for any 90s kids out there that listen, you probably know about Bible Man. Uh, Willie Ames, he was the star of, um, I think like Eight is Enough, Charles and Charles in Charge, stuff like that. So he um, he's Bible man, and basically he's got the full armor of God, and he goes and fights various different sins, basically. You know what I'm saying? Like um, a, the character will be pride or anger or envy or whatever, you know, and Bible man would fight him. So on every episode, these bad guys would get two or three minutes, and they'd do a little song, a little dance number, right? And they would sing, and they would dance. And for us, we weren't allowed to even watch that. Like we had to fast forward whenever the bad guy would come on and do his little song and his little dance. We weren't even allowed to watch that. Like that's the level of how strict um, our household was when it came to music. And we weren't allowed to dance anything like that. And, and so I look at that even in this moment and I'm like, wow, I feel like what God is calling me and, and ushering me towards right now is music. Satan was even trying to take that away back then in my childhood. Right. And I, I'm not trying to bash my parents. I'm not trying to bash the church. I'm just telling you the church that we went to, that, that was the mindset. You know what I'm saying? So Satan was even then trying to steal that from me. And that verse is just coming in my mind, John 10, 10, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And all of these things, whenever I was having that um, live with Nehemiah the other day, we were kind of talking back and forth. And I told him, I said, you know, your voice is already in rooms. Your talent your calling is already in, in rooms. The Lord has already laid all of this out for us. I know I've said it before. I'm repeating myself. But when you hear that verse, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, you cannot steal something that is not already there. Right? So some people think, well, I don't have any talent or I don't have any this or I don't have any that. Yeah, it's there for you to walk into, but Satan is trying to take it away from you. And oftentimes we just let him because we're so scared of, oh, I might be sinning against, I might be offending the church if I do this, or I might be, uh, you know, a sin against God. We're going to look at all that through the, through scriptural lenses in a moment, but I'm just kind of freestyling off the top of my head right now, just because I'm just in this moment, I'm getting fired up thinking about Satan trying to steal something from me. Even when I was a kid, I've always been a big fan of music. I've always loved music. And I would always, I remember I would, you know, <laughs> sneak away and listen to, you know, different I think every kid does that listens to, you know, the music of the day that everybody else is listening to. And it's funny because we listen, we watched Bible man um, a couple of weeks back with my son and um, my son was into it surprisingly because it is older and, you know, it's, it's low quality and whatnot. But I was like, I told my wife, I'm like, let's see how this holds up. Let's put it on and see if he'll watch it. So we put it on and he starts watching it and I'm sitting there with him and the scene comes on when the bad guy starts doing his little song and dance number. And I was just sitting there watching it. 
And uh, my wife looked over and she's like, you feeling nostalgic or something like that? And I was like, you know, this is the first time that I've ever seen that scene. And she was like, is this the first time you've seen this episode? Because Bible Man is like a, a TV show kind of, you know. And I was like, no, I've seen this episode a hundred times. You know, because I was the type of kid that I would watch the same stuff over and over again. I always memorized, you know, movie lines and things like that. So I could probably tell you every line from the movie Man of the House with uh, Jonathan Taylor Thomas and Chevy Chase. But, you know, I, I loved that kind of stuff when I was a kid. And so she's like, well, what do you mean that's the first time you've seen that scene? I said, when I was growing up, we weren't allowed to watch this scene because of the way he's singing and the way that he's dancing. And so she was like, she was like, I just kind of feel, you know, that's that's. She said, I kind of feel bad for you in a way. And I'm like, yeah, you don't need to feel bad for me. But I just look at that now. And I didn't even think about it in that moment. But I'm thinking about it right now. Satan's trying to steal that away from me right now. Because he knows that what the Lord has for me to do. And I don't even know what the full calling is. I just know that I'm trying to walk into it. But I know that when it is revealed and more things come unraveled that the Lord is doing, it's going to point to him. Because so far... All these different Christian rappers that have come on here, Holvey, Zanti, Paris Cariz, DKG Kai, Miles Minnick, uh, Breno, all these different dudes, Marty from Social Club. I've done the best that I could to, when they're on, be like, this is because of God. This is not because of anything that I've done. And I will never stop doing that because it is solely because of God. I don't give any of these dudes a reason to come on my platform. And through that, Different people have seen it and they've sent me their music. Hey, check out this song, check out this. And so that's why I want to do that Instagram live because I've had different people send me music and I just feel like God is saying, okay, now you need to do something a little different with music. You know, not that this hasn't been done before, but this is new to me, right? And so I'm stepping into that and I'm a little bit nervous about it because I've not done very many Instagram lives, but I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And God just keeps, keeps putting things back into rotation that Satan tries to steal from me because there was even a time where a couple years ago I got real big into like reaction videos, um, especially like different rap uh, uh, musicians and stuff like that. People would do breakdowns of their songs. And I remember telling my wife, I was like, I kind of want to do that. And, she, you know, we were both kind of laughing about it because I was never one that would get behind a camera and microphone. And now here I am, uh, you know, nine days away from doing just that. So Satan tries to steal whatever he can steal from us. And music is something that he has absolutely done the best job that he can stealing that from us. You look at the music industry right now, it is completely demonic. We're going to look at scripture and see why that is. But first, I, want, I just want to read a quote real quick. Basically, it's a short quote. And I tried to look up who the uh, uh, author was of this quote. I actually heard my buddy, um, Pastor Alan uh, Manning. He said this, he did a Facebook live and he said, I would have written you a shorter letter, but I didn't have the time. And I think that is, is such a beautiful way to describe music, right? Because when you sit down and you write a letter, you can get everything out if you have a long written format. Like if you're writing a real long letter to somebody, you could tell them every single thing that needs to be said. But when you're writing a short letter, you have to really think about what you're saying. You have to really think about the words that you're putting down right? Because you only have a fair amount of space to do it. So he says, I would have written you a shorter one, but I didn't have time. So I've written you this longer one because it would take me much longer to pinpoint exactly what the most important detail is that I need to be relaying to you. And that's the same thing with music. These guys don't have, 
you know, it's not a podcast where it's, you know, however long they want to go, it's two and a half, three minutes. And sometimes with, with the attention span that people have today, sometimes you don't even have that. I know for myself, sometimes I'll listen to a song and 45 seconds into it, I'm like, next, not into it. So there is such a short time for them to get across whatever they need to be said. So it's such a powerful thing music is. And Satan's trying to use that. And that's what I feel like the Lord is doing right now is taking these things back that Satan's stolen. And going to the going into the whole music thing, like like I said, growing up for me, we weren't allowed to listen to really a whole lot of different music. So I remember when we listened to like Jars of Clay, who's an old, like kind of like a contemporary Christian rock band type. We were like, this is cutting edge. You know what I'm saying? Because like they had guitars and they had drums. And then, you know, we listened to Toby Mac and he was kind of like a Christian rapper and all these different guys. And, and it got to the point to me where you listen to some of these dudes and it was almost like, this is just too kind of corny because I like this just because of the, like, it's different than it's not just church hymnal, you know, piano music. Like I just like it because it's a little bit upbeat. But then as I got older and I'm going to school and I'm surrounded by, you know, the, 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 um, friends and the, uh, influences that are around there and they're not listening to that kind of music and you want to fit in. No, you know, you want to be like everybody else. And, you know, especially the culture that I was in, I was playing basketball all the time and that was kind of basketball and rap music are kind of synonymous They're You know, I've heard it said before that all the basketball players want to be rappers and all the rappers want to be basketball players. And so growing up in my teenage years, listening to different kind of music like that, you, you really don't understand the things that you're opening up your mind to, you know, it puts different ideas in your head, even if you didn't like think about it in that moment. And you could say, Oh, I wasn't listening to the lyrics or I wasn't listening to, you know, what they were saying. I was just listening to the beat. It was a cool beat. I was just listening to that. We say Bible verses with our kids every single night and our two year old, he actually just turned three. His name's Foster. We say the verses every night and we, we just kind of say them over him. So like he's in the room with us, but he's still trying to figure out how to complete a sentence, right? And so the other day, we just kind of tested him. We were like, hey, do you know what John 14, 6 is? And he said the whole verse. So even though he was not saying it with us, just the same as if we're repeating the lyrics in a song and we're saying, oh, we're just listening to the music. I'm not actually listening to the words. He wasn't saying those words back with us, but they were going into his mind. And when he was tested on that fact, he was able to come back with every single word. And me and my wife just kind of looked at each other and we're like, that's it. Good job, bud. You know, and it's the same way for music. Whatever you put into your head, it goes into your brain. It goes into your mind. It goes into your heart and spirit. That's why we need to fill our, our heart and souls with the things of the Lord, with positivity, with things that are going to, to be a, a, um, a help to our ministry, a help to our spirit, to be a help to us as individuals as Christians, as servants of Jesus Christ, not things that are going to hinder us. So that's really like what, what Satan tries to do is get us to that place where we don't understand what all we're putting into our head. And then a couple of years down the road, you're like, wait, how did this even get, why did this thought even enter my mind? Oh, because it's something that I heard in a song five years ago. But I think that's what is, is so beautiful about what God is doing right now. Because like I said, on the last episode, there's been people that are bashing Christian rappers. And, and I just say, I just come at it from a um, Christian rapper. Um, I just come at it from a Christian rapper perspective, because like, that's the kind of music that I'm into. Um, there's a lot of people that bash Christian rappers a lot. 
And I mean, I remember even revisiting the church that we went to growing up and I was in the bathroom at the church and one guy, I heard him talking to an older guy and he was saying something about Lecrae and the guy's like, that's garbage music. That's just Satan music. And the kid's like, well, no, he's talking about God. And he's like, no, you don't need to listen to that. And that just stuck with me because it's like one of the biggest things that, that the world says about the church is the church doesn't have any fun, right? And I'm not just saying that as a Christian, we should just be seeking out to have fun all the time. But a Christian can have a good time. If you look at one of the verses that we're going to look at in a second, we're going to see David having a good time to the point where somebody's saying to him, you know, what are you doing? Why are you doing that? We're going to get into that in a minute. This is going to be a longer episode than I wanted it to be. I'm trying to speak as fast as I can, but it's there's a lot that goes into this, and it's so deep, and it's so powerful to think about what Satan tries to do through such a powerful medium when it comes to music. And it's time for us to take that back. And that's what these, these different rappers are doing. That's what these different artists are doing, going into these professions. And they're, like I said last week, they're redeeming the profession, turning it to something where it's pointing to God, but yet we're still saying, Eh, I don't know that you're actually doing that for God. You're just a part of the Illuminati. You're just trying to trick people. Now, I'm not saying that every single person is doing it the right way. I'm not saying every single person is perfect. I'm sure and I know for a fact that there are some Christian rappers who are just doing this because they're not good enough to make it in the secular space. And I'm thinking of a specific name off the top of my head right now that I know for a fact when he he performs at a bar or if he performs somewhere else, he's posting all over his social media. But if he does an event at a church, it's hush-hush. He doesn't say anything. So this music thing is, it's, it, it's a very, very deep conversation. And it's one that has got to be talked about because this is something that Satan is using. And this is something that we need to take back as Christians and redeem and turn it to God. And I think that's one thing that you can't say right now is that Christian rap is corny. If you're somebody that has said Christian rap is corny, because that was what I said growing up, you know, whenever I was in middle school and high school, if somebody told me to listen to Christian rap, I'm like, for what? Nobody there has any talent. It's trash. None of it's any good. While I'm listening to literal trash and garbage, talking about sex, drugs, robbing people, raping people, stealing things from people. So I understand when people say rap music is just that. Because when that's all you hear for some time, and then you have people that are coming in and trying to shift the narrative back to pointing to God, there's going to be some backlash when it comes to that. And I think that we're finally getting to a place now where we're, we're kind of getting enough talent in the Christian rap space to where it cannot be denied. It's not corny anymore. Like these are legit talented dudes that could be going into the secular spaces and just using their voice to make money because some of these guys are that talented, but they're saying, you know what? No, I'm going to turn this talent back to God. Maybe I'm not going to make as much money as I could if I go into the secular space, but I'd rather be famous in glory than famous down here on earth that passes away. And that's what I feel like a lot of these dudes are doing. And so I just, I'm fired up because this, I just love music. I love what God's doing. I'm seeing some of the things that God's doing and I don't understand all of it, all of it right now, but I know he's doing something and it's in a big way. And so let's jump into some scripture. There's a couple different, um, there's a couple different passages that I want to look at just a couple. We're not going to, we're not going to uh, jump around too much scripture here. We're going to be in first and second Samuel and then we're going to check out revelation because I'm sorry, not revelation, Ezekiel. 
we're going to look at scripture to see why it is that Satan comes after music so much. Okay. And some of you guys might've heard this before, might've heard this passage talked about before um, when we get to Ezekiel, but for right now, let's go to first Samuel. This is first Samuel chapter 16, verse 14. Um, and this is um, after David is an anointed King and all that. So he's just going back to the fields and he's working, you know, cause it took time. He didn't just go straight from a shepherd to being a King it took, Years, right? I think it was like 20 years or something. I could be wrong. That's just, I should have had that written down before. But um, so verse number 14, it says, Now the spirit of the Lord departed from Saul, and a harmful spirit from the Lord tormented him. And Saul's servant said to him, Behold, now a harmful spirit from God is tormenting you. Let your Lord now command your servants who are before you to seek out a man who is skillful in playing the lyre. And when the harmful spirit from God is upon you, he'll play it and you'll be well. Okay, so... It doesn't exactly say that he's demon-possessed here, but we just know it's a harmful spirit, whatever. You can take that for whatever. I'm not going to sit here and debate you about that or anything like that. I don't, I don't want to get too stuck on that fact. We just know this was a harmful spirit sent to him by God. So basically Saul tells him, yeah, go find a man, make it happen, bring him back to me. Skip down to verse number 21. So then David came to Saul and entered his service. Saul loved uh, and Saul loved him greatly, and, and he became his armor bearer. And Saul sent to Jesse, saying, Let David remain in my service, for he has found favor in my sight. And whenever the harmful spirit from God was upon Saul, David took the lyre and played it with his hand. So Saul was refreshed and was well, and the harmful spirit departed from him. So we see from Scripture, Saul has this spirit from the Lord tormenting him. And what brings him a little bit of relief? What refreshes him? It's music. It's music. And I'm going to yeah, stay with me here because this is something that there might be some pushback over because um, this is not exactly <laughs> in any way, shape, or form a Christian show. But me and my wife kind of fell victim to it. Uh, Stranger Things. <laughs> and just me saying that, somebody might be listening right now. I'm like, I'm shutting it off just for him saying that. He was already getting on my nerves talking about the rap stuff. Now he's talking about this. Just stay with me here, right? So it's been a couple months since we've watched that show. Um, I believe there's three seasons out now, three or four. We've watched every episode. And in the previous season, forgive me, my memory is horrible. I don't remember if it's season three or four. doesn't matter. But Vecna, who's the bad guy, whenever he gets to his victim, whoever it is that he's going to take, you know, he takes them into what they call the upside down, right? And the upside down is basically, it's, it's our universe just flipped upside down. And it, it's, if you look at it from a spiritual perspective, it's almost like you're able to see, like it says in Ephesians 6, 10 through 17, those, those principalities, those powers, those demonic forces that are at work. You're literally being able to see them in this upside down. You're seeing the evil that's in the world that's there all along that we can't even see. You know what I'm saying? So even from that perspective, the show, I'm not going to say it's a Christian show, but they're stealing stuff from the Bible, in, in my opinion. You know what I'm saying? So he takes them into the upside down. And if you've watched the show at all, you know how the girl, I cannot remember the young girl's name, the, the young redheaded girl, the one that was able to escape, Max, right? The only way that she was able to escape from the upside down when he had her captured was through music was through music 
Yeah, I know in the show it's not worship music, but that is the same thing that Satan tries to do to us is get us in that place, that upside down, if you will, get us in that mindset of depression, get us in that place of hopelessness, get us in that place of a harmful spirit. I know scripture said that it was the Lord that sent it to him, but that's where Satan wants us in that place of suffering and hardship and pain. And what is the way that we can, um, I don't want to say snap back to reality, but what is that way that we can come back into uh, uh, um, a sound mind, if you will, come back into feeling refreshed as Saul was music, worshiping God. You know, that is, that is the main thing. Anytime that I'm facing any kind of spiritual attack on my life, I have a playlist on my phone that is literally called spiritual warfare. And whenever I'm feeling an attack from Satan, I go turn on that music and I listen to music that is, as scripture was saying, refreshing to me. That gets my mind right. That gets my mind focused on Jesus. To gets my mind on the fact that I have victory through the shedding of Jesus' blood. Satan doesn't want us to know that. Satan doesn't want us to realize that. When I had that, that live with Nehemiah and I said, your voice is already somewhere. Satan wants to steal that voice from you. But not only does he want to steal that voice from you right in this moment. He wants to steal that future voice that you have down the road. That God has already ordained a moment for you to speak in. And a time for you to step into. He wants you to stay in that place so you never realize I have things that I got to do. I got places I got to go. There's a calling on my life that is so strong. Satan is literally trying to cut it off at the pass any way that he can. So to go back to scripture here, I, you know, I, I said a second ago and I had an episode uh, a couple weeks ago about, or I guess it was last week about being judgmental and how the church can be such a judgmental place at times. And, and you look at, Music in that same way, people can judge you. I remember when I was in high school, one of my best friends, um, his mom wasn't necessarily crazy about my choices of music. And I remember he started listening to rap music a little bit, right? And um, she got mad because she found some on his phone and whatnot. And I remember she said, well, why don't you get Donovan to start listening to the kind of music that you listen to? And... uh I remember him saying that to me and I said, what did you say back to your mom? And he said, I don't see Donovan listening to country music. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> yeah, I'm from Tennessee, but I don't really rock with country music like that. There's some of it. That's okay. There was like a six month period, actually like a year or two ago where my daughter, for some reason, Finley really got big into country music all of a sudden. And so we had that plan for like six months, but um, I just can't get into country music, dude, at all. And so um, I and and there again, she was right to have concerns about that type of music. I'm not saying she was in the wrong. Like she was definitely in the right when it comes to that. But we, when we talk about like Christian rap music, when people are trying to come at it from that place of talking um, um, about the things of God and positivity and, and um, trying to help people out through their music, trying to point people to God through their music people still have that same mindset like it is just regular secular rap music. Like if 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 you are someone that's listening to even like Christian rap music, there can be that judgmental side from people still. And David experienced that from his own wife. If you look over in 2 Samuel chapter 6, this is after the ark was brought back to Jerusalem. And I'm, and I'm actually reading in my nighttime reading before I go to sleep, I'm reading about the instructions of how God um, tells Moses, this is how you are to build the ark. This is how you're to build my temple, my tabernacle. 
these are how you're supposed to build all these things and all the different curtains and all the different sheets and all the different rings. And I was really, I was reading it last night and this is just completely beside the point, but I just wanted to share this really quick. I was reading that last night and I'm like, man, God is so particular in every detail of how I need you to build my tabernacle. And then you see all these different layers, all these different curtains that are, that are separating us from a holy God. How much separation there has to be between us, the sinner, and a holy, perfect, sinless God. And then Jesus coming and just laying down his life and tearing the separation between us. So when we ask Jesus to come into our heart, the shedding that Jesus shed on the cross, that blood that he shed on the cross covers us. And when God looks at us, he doesn't see our failings and our shortcomings. He sees his son. He sees the price that his son paid on the cross. And so I was just thinking about that last night and I was just overwhelmed with that because it's like these details are so very they, uh, uh, particular because there has to be so much separation because of the, that, that, that chasm of, of sin. But then how Jesus <laughs> just takes all that away. I, I just, I'm just so thankful. I'm just so thankful for the price that Jesus paid on the cross for us. And I'm very excited to get into the series about Jesus. I'm not done preparing for that, but that is going to be a series that I do coming up soon. I think. I'm going to be praying about it because I'm, I'm, that's, that's one that's going to be very heavy and a very um, deep because I, I just, it's, that's one that you can't get wrong. And I know I've said it before, but it's just, I can't, that's one that you can't screw any of it up. Um, but anyway, back to this topic. So this is after the ark is brought back to Jerusalem. If we look in second Samuel chapter six, verse 14, it says, David danced before the Lord with all his might. So David and all the house of Israel brought up the ark of the Lord with shouting and with the sound of the horn music, they're playing music. They're dancing. That's what Satan tried to take away from me, and he's taken away. This is this story is not unique to me because that church that we went to, I don't know how long they've been there. I, I want to say since like the 80s or the 90s. People have been going to that church for years. Thousands of people have been going to that church for years that have the same mindset that my parents thought that this is what is biblical. This pastor here at this church who has got a word from God is telling us that we are supposed to stay away from this. So there are so many kids, so many people right now that are allowing Satan to steal music from us. It's, fr it's frustrating to me, man. It's frustrating to me because I want every single thing that God has for me in this life. This world is not our home. Right, Like it says in the old hymn, this woman is not our home. I'm just passing through. Yes, that's all true. But I want every single thing that I could possibly have in this life. Why? Because the latter part of John 10.10 10 is I have come to giving you life and life abundantly. That's what Jesus said. Satan's going to try to come and steal the abundant life that I've given you through the price that I've paid for you on the cross. And I said this the other day too when I was talking to a guy on life. A lot of Christians right now, they just want the fire insurance, right? They just, they just think, okay, once I'm saved, I'm good. I don't got to worry about hell. I don't got to worry about anything else. I could just chill. No, I want to bring heaven to earth. 
And I pray that through what I'm doing here, I can do that in some small way. However small it is or however big it ever is, I want to do my part to bring heaven to earth. Because that's what we're supposed to do as Christians. That's what we're supposed to do as Christ followers. We're supposed to show the world there's something different about Jesus. He doesn't come to judge. He is the ultimate judge, but he comes to give life. He comes to give freedom. He comes to set the captives free. He didn't come to tie you down to law. He didn't come to bash you over the head with, you got to follow this and you got to do that. No. The rules and the laws that God has set before us, there's freedom in that. There's freedom in what he tells you. This is the best way to live your life. That's where the true freedom is. And that's where Satan has flipped it to make the world say, well, no, this is, they're just trying to hold you back from fun. What's fun? Sex, drugs, alcohol, getting high all the time, drinking all the time, acting like an idiot to post videos on Instagram or on Facebook. That's fun. How's that fun? How's it fun not to remember what you did the night before? How is that fun? And it doesn't lead you to anywhere except that depression, that upside down, if you will. So they're dancing. David's dancing so hard, his clothes come off. And if you look in verse number 16, as the ark of the Lord came into the city of David, uh, Michael, the daughter of Saul, looked out of the window and saw King David leaping and dancing before the Lord, and she despised him in her heart. Go down to verse number 20. And David returned to bless his household. But Michael, the daughter of Saul, came out to meet David and said, How the king of Israel honored himself today, uncovering himself today before the eyes of his female servants, as one of the vulgar fellows shamelessly uncovers himself. She couldn't hear the music. She couldn't hear the music. She's not hearing the celebrating. She's just looking at it from that judgmental. She let Satan clout her vision. She let Satan steal the melody, steal the song, steal the light from her that God is saying, no, this is a time for us to celebrate. The ark is back in Jerusalem where it belongs. We need to be celebrating. Let's, let's flip over to Ezekiel because we're going to see this is exactly why Satan comes after music so hard. Okay. Uh, this is Ezekiel chapter 28. Um, I'm going to read through some of this a little bit. You can read all of it in your own time. Um, I encourage you to do that. This is Ezekiel chapter 28 verses 11 through um, 19. Okay. So we're just going to kind of skim through this a little bit and then we're going to talk about it for a second and then we're going to get the heck out of here. Um, moreover, the word of the Lord came to me, son of man, raise a lamentation over the king of Tyre and say to him, thus says the Lord God, you were the signet of perfection, full of wisdom and perfect in beauty. You were in Eden, the, the, uh, the garden of God. Every precious stone was your covering. And then it lists the different stones. Um, verse number 14, you were an anointed guardian cherub. I placed you. You were on the holy mountain of God in the midst of the stones of fire. You walked. You were blameless in your ways from the day you were created. Still, uh, I'm sorry, till unrighteousness was found in you and the abundance of your trade. You were filled with violence in your midst and sin. I'm not going to read the rest of it, but, but, but this is a description of Lucifer. Lucifer was in heaven. And he was given a, a unique opportunity because he wasn't just an angel. And I say just an angel. I don't mean to say it like that, but I'm just saying he was literally the, the, one of the big dogs. He was an anointed guardian cherub. Basically, he was over music. 
He was over the worship and the glory of God. That was his job, assigned the task of leading the heavenly host in worship to God. He was also put into a, a unique position also because God gave this perfect being, like if you look in verse uh, 15 of that chapter there in Ezekiel, he gave him a choice to decide what he wanted to do. He wasn't going to force him to worship him. He gave him a choice to do what he wanted to do. He wasn't going to force Lucifer to worship him. He wasn't going to force him to choose God. And ultimately, we know who Satan chose. So if you, if you wonder why Satan goes so hard after music and why music is something that is really just the devil's playground right now and why you're looking at different concerts like the Taylor Swift concert, Beyonce concerts, Jay-Z. I, I just say Taylor Swift because I, I've been seeing videos about how people are going to her concerts and then they're not even remembering going to them. Some of the videos that coming from that are very disturbing or you see like, Tra what's his name? Travis Scott couple years ago, I think it might've been last year, Astro World, where all those people were killed. And he's literally got all these satanic, satanic symbols throughout. Um, I think the whole theme of it was see you on the other side. Satan is, is, is using music now. Well, of course, he always has, right? Because he can't come up with anything new. He's not the creator. He's created and he just tries to steal and pervert every single thing that God has created. And that's what he's doing with music. And he's using that very, very strongly and very effectively in today's time. And so I, I just think that we need to re redeem it. We just need to redeem the music. We don't need to push it aside because we, we don't think it's the, genre, uh, the genre that we like. We don't need to push it aside as we only need to listen to this specific set of music. And I'm saying that for myself, for like country and stuff like that too. I'm not specifically just speaking to rap music. I'm talking about music in general. We need to redeem it to take it back to its rightful place. And that is to bring honor and glory and worship to who is worthy of that. And that is God. And so that's all I got for you guys today. If you guys um, enjoyed this episode, if y'all would, if you have not already, go ahead and hit that subscribe button. If you're watching this on YouTube, like, comment. Thank you for everyone who does that. Thank you for everybody who shares on their Instagram and on their Facebook and stuff like that. Um, it's truly crazy to me. I also want to say real quick before I get out of here, a shout out to my guy, Charlie Banks, because I just did my hat giveaway and um, somehow a hat ended up at his house. Don't really know how that happened. Um, but his mom sent me a video of it and uh, my it was, it really kind of, it was, a, it brought tears up to me really because, um, I, you know, he was excited cause he got a hat and he was fired up cause he got a hat. And I, I just look at that and I'm like, why? Like, I'm just a truck driver. You know what I'm saying? From a little small town outside of Chattanooga, Tennessee. And I look at what God is doing. I originally my whole plan growing up is I thought I was going to be in the NBA. I was, I've always been a big basketball fan. That was always my dream to play in the NBA. And I was talking to Cody Truitt about this yesterday. If that would have happened, if, if by some miracle I had made it to the NBA, you know, anytime you, you 
um, go to an NBA game or you go to, you know, you're a fan of whatever NBA team, you get a jersey, you know, a lot of people do. I have several different NBA players' jerseys, players that I like. And so if I had went to the NBA, that would at least given somebody a reason to wear something with with my name on it or with my logo on it, right? And I'm I'm not coming at this from a place of like uh boasting about this. I'm just trying to brag on God for a minute because this is this has really been blowing my mind, right? The um that would at least give somebody a reason, right? If I played in the NBA. But what the Lord is doing here, it's it's crazy because I had so many people that entered to to win the hat giveaway. And I just, I'm like, what's well, a free hat? Of course, people are going to enter for it. But I was talking to a dude about it because he asked me who the winners were. He was like, I haven't gotten on Instagram in a while. Who won? Blah, blah, blah. And uh, I said, I was just thankful that so many people entered it. You know, we were able to share scripture on our social medias and stuff like that. And he was like, you know, people wouldn't have been entering if they didn't like the hat, if they didn't like your podcast, if they didn't like, you know, the logo and the stuff that you were doing. And I'm like, Maybe that's so. Maybe I, I should understand that what God's doing here, I shouldn't downplay it. And so I I just look at that and and Charlie bought one of my shirts with the podcast logo on that a while back. And I remember he texted me and he said he was going to wear it to school. And I got emotional because I was like, God is doing something with this. If I had played in the NBA, that would have given someone a reason to wear something with my logo on there, or that would have given Holvi or Zanti or Paris or Chris Lofton or any of these dudes a reason to come on the podcast because I had a platform because I had worked to get to the NBA to be a professional basketball player. There was a reason behind it where I'm at right now. And this dude's wearing a shirt that's got called to act on it. It just blows my mind because that's God. That's God. That's not, that's nothing that I could have done. I'm a simple truck driver from Saudi Daisy, Tennessee, but God is doing something with this. And I just want to encourage you in that way too. God can do something with you. If you're somebody that feels like, well, I don't know. I'm, I, I don't want to try. I'm scared. I'm, I don't have a lot of confidence. I don't have this. I don't have that. I don't have the best of this. Just start moving towards him. He's going to open doors. Whenever I started the podcast, I didn't have a plan to get any of these rappers on God just opened these doors. And now I'm like, I don't have a plan for what's next, but I know it doesn't matter because God does. And he's the one that's orchestrated my steps to this point. That's open all the doors that he has. And I know that he's just going to going to continue to lead and guide. If I draw close to him, that's the key behind all this. If we draw close to God, he will draw near to us he will reveal more of himself to us, more of his plan for us to us. And it's just a beautiful thing to be walking in step with him. That doesn't mean you're perfect. I trip and I fall every single day. As a matter of fact, I was sitting on my bed yesterday after I got home from work and my my uh, two my three-year-old and my nine-month-old were taking a nap. So we were in our room and the older two were in there with us. And I had, I'm not going to say what it was, but I had, had slipped up um, and, and, in a way that I struggled. And I was sitting and I was praying about it and I was apologizing. I was telling God that I was sorry. And this hat that I have on right now, my son, my five-year-old Landry, he has the same hat. Like we have a matching hat. And he was sitting across the room. And as I was writing this, and I'm like, Lord, I literally wrote the words like, God, I don't want you to feel like I'm a waste of your time because I keep tripping over dumb things. 
And my son walked up and I had music playing and he walked up and he put this hat on my head. And I looked over at him and he did, he just did a little thumbs up and he pointed to his hat and, you know, basically he didn't say anything, but just through that, I know, okay, he wanted me to wear the hat to match him. And I just felt in that moment, God putting that on me, like, and he's done this time and time before. I've probably even talked about it on here before, but he just continues to do this where he uses my kids to say, you know how much that you love your kid. Think about how much more I love you. And so I'm just so thankful for that. Does does not give us a right to sin, but it does give us the right that the times that we do slip up and the times that we fall to go to him and, and, and confess to him and repent to him and tell him that you're sorry. He's going to forgive you of that. It's just an amazing love that God has for us. And so I know I went off on a couple different rabbit trails here. I think that's all that I got. I think I did as much damage as I could. The topic of music. Lord willing, same time next week. If you're listening to this the week of the 17th and you have an Instagram, come join me Friday night, July 21st, as I do my first ever Instagram live breaking down submitted music by you. God bless you guys. Have a great week. Thank <laughs> you.